1: The storied legacy of Mercedes-Benz is rooted in empowered women who've gone on to show the world what they can accomplish. This July, Womanica has teamed up with Mercedes-Benz to feature women who've charted their own paths and achieved greatness. Join us on this journey as we celebrate women who were driven to pursue their passions, even if it meant changing course along the way. This month on Womanica, we're talking about dynamos. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting dynamos, women who've led dynamic lives that have shifted, evolved, and bloomed, often later in life. Today, we're talking about a woman who lit up the literary world at the age of 73. She lived a full and layered life that she frequently tapped into for inspiration. Let's talk about Harriet Dewar. Harriet was born Harriet Green Huntington on April 8, 1910, in Pasadena, California. She was one of six children and enjoyed a privileged upbringing. The household had nannies, gardeners, and cooks. And Harriet was raised with books of intricate prose and poetry. The family had an appreciation for good literature and good conversation. Harriet herself wrote many poems in high school, but when she was asked to read some at her graduation— She refused to let them print the poems because they were not up to her standard. When Harriet was 16 years old, she met Albert Dewar. He was an engineering student at Stanford. On their first date, Albert took Harriet to a boxing match. Harriet had dressed up in a flowery dress and a big straw hat. Not exactly the attire for a fight. And because they sat right near the action, in the third row, drops of blood landed on her dress. Still, she was smitten with Albert so much so that she transferred from Smith College in Massachusetts to Stanford to be with him. At the time, Stanford was a means to an end. When Albert graduated, the two got married and Harriet left school without a degree. Shortly after getting married, Albert and Harriet settled in Pasadena and had two children, Michael and Martha. Harriet referred to this period of her life as a nearly perfect era. With her ideal American nuclear family, she enjoyed married life, and spending her summers at a beach cottage near Del Mar, California. Harriet's second defining period came in 1935. This is when her visits to Mexico began. Albert's family owned a copper mine in a rural town outside of Mexico City. Harriet and Albert frequently traveled there to oversee the mining business. Between the family business and Harriet's newfound love for Mexico, the couple decided to move the family there in the late 1950s. Harriet later described these years as impossibly flawless. She started to learn Spanish, and she became fascinated by the ways Mexican people approached life and death. She found it to be a mystical place. Despite being a very beautiful time in her life, it was also a very painful one. Albert was diagnosed with leukemia in 1962. He lived for 10 years before he passed away. A few years later, in 1975, Harriet's son coaxed her into returning to Stanford. It had been 45 years since she left school to care for her family. She got her bachelor's degree in history and honed her skills in creative writing classes. After she graduated, Harriet's English professor, John Lerure, invited her to join Stanford's renowned creative writing program. Many of the other writing fellows felt Harriet had bypassed the rigorous and competitive application process. But the moment Harriet presented her first piece of work to the class, they recognized she deserved to be there. Though Harriet was well into her 60s at the time, she got along well with her youthful peers. She'd grab beers and burgers with them after class, and every once in a while she would host a party at her place for all of them. Over the years, Harriet had written three short stories that were published in various literary magazines. In 1982, she was awarded the Transatlantic Review-Henfield Foundation Award for those stories. This put her on the radar of some senior editors at Viking Penguin Publishing in London. They advised her to combine the stories into one novel. With the help of Professor Leruer, Harriet laid out the stories on her living room floor and shifted them around to create one complete narrative. This would become her first book, Stones for Ibarra. She was 73 years old. It won the American Book Award for first work of fiction. Though it is fiction, it's semi-autobiographical. The book follows an American couple who moves from their home in San Francisco to Ibarra, Mexico, to rehabilitate their family mine. Shortly after the family's arrival, the husband is diagnosed with leukemia, and the pair find themselves looking to the local people and the land for lessons on how to live and die. Harriet is often praised for the descriptive nature of her writing and for her eye for evocative detail. She had a meticulous writing process. Harriet would first write in her head and then on paper. She reveled in her alone time because it was her time to be with her thoughts. Harriet was known for writing a sentence or so an hour. She was not afraid to spend time looking for the exact right words. She described her writing process saying, I compare it to the work of a stonecutter chipping away at the raw material until it's just right, or as right as you can get it. About a year after publishing Stones for Ibarra, Harriet returned to her house in Pasadena and wrote her second novel, Consider This Signora, and a collection of essays called The Tiger in the Grass. She used the essay collection to tell the story of her son who was dying of cancer at the time. Towards the end of her life, Harriet developed glaucoma, she became legally blind, which made it difficult for her to write. It was frustrating for Harriet because she was working on another book, an autobiography. This book would capture her long and varied life in three main sections. Her life in Northern California as a wife and mother, the time she spent with Albert in Mexico, and her years as a successful author. Harriet never got a chance to finish the book. She passed away at her home in Pasadena on November 24, 2002. She was 92 years old. All month, we're highlighting dynamos. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control?